Oh no. I just accidentally deleted our little ballpark noise from the soundboard. <laughs> Still that. Uh, okay, I don't know if I'm smart enough to know how to use these headphones. But I look cool in them. Yes. And the hat. And Is the it hat. It's, it's hat time. I'm that person who, like, the second it drops below 70, my head is cold all the time. So, uh, and I look damn good in a slouchy beanie. So, uh, yeah, hats are back on. And how excited am I that October finally feels like October for the first time in, like, seven years? Like, the past, like, I don't remember in October that wasn't, like, balls-ass hot at this point. And now it's like, oh, shit, like, we're on schedule again. It really is crisp out there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Crisp What's indeed. weird is that that comes from a hurricane passing through. You know, you'd think a tropical storm brings some uh, warm moisture with it, but instead it's been, uh, it's been like Halloween out there. Yeah. And that usually happens at the end of the month, but like the past few years, it's been like in the 80s in October. Yeah. And then like when you're, you want to go out and do fall things, like I'm still going to wear the sweater and my cute jacket. Like, you know, I have this thing about cute jackets. It's like, I don't know how to dress myself the entire year, but I'm really good at wearing cute jackets. But there's a very short season and it's gotten shorter and shorter year after year. But I'm like going to get the whole rotation in this month. I mean, this is, do we, I mean, it's a podcast and so nobody could see the jacket I'm wearing right now, but it's fucking cute. It's lovely. It's, it's very cute. I got this at Goodwill. All my jackets are from Goodwill and uh, that's what makes them so special too. It's like, not just that I look really hot in them, it's that I got a deal. It really is amazing how jacket season transforms the wardrobe. Yeah. Like it's stunning the amount of you know, outfit options that it suddenly allows. Yes. I, I am always eating on this podcast and quite often eating in yes. general. And I'm eating a ice cream bar and a piece of chocolate just fell down my white sweatshirt, but nothing to see here. Yeah, see, exactly. Like, you could look like shit all the time, but if you have a cute jacket to throw on over it, it's like nobody gives a fuck because everyone's looking at the jacket. And you can't wear the same clothes every day, but you can wear the same jacket every day. So it's like, it, it makes, like, I could just commit to, like, looking really cute in, like, three or four things. So no matter what I'm wearing, I could be wearing, a, like, I usually wear, like, a t-shirt and jeans. That's me. T-shirt and jeans, no care whatsoever, but cute jacket goes on top. Like... Like, suddenly, like, I'm fucking so... I mean, again, podcast listeners, you cannot see how good I look right now. But I look great. And, um, yeah. That's it. Just, it, it's it's time for, like, lazy people to be sexy. That's what fall's about. <laughs> you okay there, Jesse? I've just been sitting here thinking about how I have, like one boring jacket per season like i have a black fleece i have a black uh sort of waterproof um not really down thing um you should get more cute jackets a, a gray like, columbia like like if you're a schlubby kind of person i am cute jacket make everything and you can wear the same. You need one cute thing and you can wear it every fucking day and everybody like that jesse specter man he he, he looks good. 
He looks the, good. He's got that nice jacket. Do the 80s starter jackets count? Can yes. I get rid of that? Okay, yes, starter jackets absolutely count. I have a Red Sox one that's um, very much like the one that Ted Danson wore, you know, for, for Cheers when he was playing Sam Malone. Uh, um, I got it when I was coaching the Red Sox in Little League and in, in the disastrous season that we had. Um, but I did look good in that jacket. And I still have the jacket, but it's weird to wear it because it's a Red Sox jacket. And Remember the Charlotte Hornets char- uh, starter jackets? Fuck yeah. Like, I, had a, I had a hat. I had a Charlotte Hornets everybody, Yeah. The, everybody was into Charlotte Hornets shit. Everybody. Mm-hmm. It was just like, they just fucking nailed that, the design. And it's not even a team anymore, which is a fucking shame. They are. They're a team. They, they came back. Oh, they did? Yeah. I don't pay attention to that. It became the um, New Orleans Hornets, and then there were the Charlotte Bobcats, and now New Orleans is the Pelicans, and Charlotte is back to being the Hornets. Okay. Or as Ralph Kiner called them once on a Mets broadcast, the Charlotte Harlots. That's cute. I think that that I'm gonna. <laughs> did the the new uniforms reflect like the old ones? Are they the same yes, color scheme and everything? They, they are back to the classic uh, sky blue. Okay, the '90s are coming back everywhere. Yeah, the Detroit Pistons brought back their teal uh, uniform with the fire-breathing mechanical horse. Uh, the the 90s are definitely coming back to the NBA for sure. And, and that's usually the NBA is the trendsetter. I kinda kind of love how like we lived through it and then it became super cringy. And then we tried to spend like our entire lives forgetting that we look like that. And now it's suddenly back in style. And it's like, yes, wearing my jeans backward was cool. You know, yes, I looked amazing in that like XXXXL starter jacket. I was 12. I was like shrinking into that thing. But yeah, now it's like, okay, well, now it doesn't look gross anymore. This year we get to say this looked great. And then next year we can go back to talking about how awful it was. Yeah, I, I think that, um, you know, the, the pants backwards thing, that was my go-to Halloween costume for a couple of years when I was lazy. Uh-huh. Uh, not and and that was when lazy was not sexy. Um, that was just uh, I have nothing to wear for a costume. I will turn my pants around and say I'm crisscross. Yes, that is that is that is that's sad. Like a, like sad. a middle aged white guy. <laughs> I was not middle aged at the time. In my middle age, I I have moved on. I have a Cookie Monster bodysuit that um. Oh, that I like see, to wear for Halloween. I would now. actually like to see like middle-aged white guys like wearing their golf shirts and chinos backwards. <laughs> would be looking. Ah, <laughs> uh, so this is Willett's Pod. It's a Mets podcast. Yes. I'm Jesse Allison's here. Addie's here. Uh, Mets quote podcast quote. Um, yeah. I didn't listen to the last episode when I wasn't here. Did you guys talk about the Mets? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did. That episode was called Vibe Check. The last episode. Um, oh, we, is that we the one feeling... where we watched the game? That that feels like a month and a half yeah, ago. Yeah, and, and then like we felt so good watching that game. Um, you guys get a lot of stuff done when I'm not here. You're not here a well, lot. <laughs> I've been around. Yeah. I've had a weird summer. You have, and that's great. And yeah. we look it's forward to more normal now. <laughs> we look forward to having you around more. But yeah, like you've you've been off doing shit, and that's great. And I want to hear five about teenagers it. now. Yeah. Again, if you haven't tuned in for a while, <laughs> I have five teenagers now. 
and shit has been <laughs> we've had some like Lord of the Fly shit been going down. But I'm okay. I'm okay. They're great kids, but holy shit, there's five of them. Okay, but last week we, we didn't record when you were away from those kids. Uh, it was in Wisconsin on a press trip. Yeah. I want to hear about it. I want to hear about, uh, first of all, cheese. Uh, definitely okay. need to hear about cheese. So this was fucking cruel. The day of the cheese tasting, I got a migraine and I spent the whole day in a hotel throwing up, which sucked. The fuck? Um, but I, uh, they had a Whirlpool tub in the room, like, next to the bed which is pretty fucking great guys like at first i was like i don't want like the the tub like first off i'm not a bath person like the entire idea of like like making soup out of your own body is fucking gross to me and i don't want to have to clean the tub ever like in that like i don't have to scrub the tub to then lay in it it's just all gross um but i'm like well i'm here and there's a tub in the room and I should just, you know, see what the fuck happens. And it is phenomenal. You can lay <laughs> in the tub and you can eat a loaf of bread with butter and you can watch TV at the same time. It was just, it was so great. And I like took my laptop out and like I did some work while I was in the tub. Um, and that was okay. But yeah, I was like, I don't know. It's like when I'm in the bathroom, it's like I, I need to be doing things or like doing things with my hands or something. Like I get too bored in the bathroom. But if then you're next to the bed, there's so much stuff you could do in there. It's much more freeing. I think maybe bathtubs just need more open space. Because you know, you're already in something small and then you're in something smaller, you know? Like, does this make sense? Like you're in a small bathroom and then you're like, I'm going to get us into a small tub. Maybe it's a claustrophobia issue with me. Maybe maybe that's what this is. Maybe it is. What other things are you looking to do with your hands? I mean, obviously, and how does... I just... I'm really bad at, like, getting manicures and everything because I'm just, like, I, I have ADHD. I'm, like, constantly right. active. How I'm, is, like, really bad at sitting still. How so is the I'm laptop like, working in, in the tub? That that also... that I think that was when I did a double take in the middle of you talking was, was when you said um, laptop in the bathtub. Yeah, no, no, I put it on the side of the tub and I was like doing it there. I only did that for a little while because my friend Kenji, he uh, writes when he's in the bathtub and he's been telling me for ages, he's like, I like writing in the bath. You should try writing in the bath. So I did it for him and I didn't like it. And then he said I did it wrong. So then I tried it again. And it was like, fine, you know, it was nice to like, it was nice to be able to say like, oh, I need to do something on my laptop and it's right here and I don't actually have to get out of the bathtub. Like, I've established that the bathtub's my home now. This is where I exist. Like, the same as you would with a couch or a bed, I am now a tub person. So, like, you know, if I need to take a meeting or, like, write some shit or, I don't know, uh, other important things I like doing, I can do that in the tub. Um, I ate a loaf of bread. I ate uh, some beef stroganoff in the tub. I had some potato chips in the tub. Uh, I had cheesecake in the tub. It was really, it was, it was great. It was great. I learned a lot about myself that day. Um, so that's the day there was a cheese tour and I stayed inside. Then the next day I got to go to a cranberry bog, which you could see a video of that on my Instagram and Twitter. And I was upset because I was told they were going to be covered in like wolf spiders. And like, okay. So when I first learned about cranberry bogs, 
I didn't think they'd be covered in spiders. No. Then someone told me and I went, oh, that kind of ruins it. But then I was like, you know what? Wolf spiders are kind of great. And I like spiders because they get rid of the what, bugs what that is, I don't like. What is a wolf so I got spider? Really How is into- that different than other other spiders? Just hang on. What, what, well, a wolf spider, not wolf spiders. I'm a city boy. Okay. But anyway, so then I started going like really pro spider. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go with this thing. There's going to be spiders there. And I'm going to try to find like a big spider. I was just like going to embrace the spider. And then I went in there and it was just cranberries, which was like, okay. But I got myself so stoked for spiders too. that I feel like I either wasted a lot of energy or I was disappointed. So. Do you, know, you, you can't make it happy. Do you want to find a place with spiders? Because I'm sure that that's. I don't know. Like I had these expectations. Like I prepared myself for spiders. And there weren't spiders. So, like, why did I prepare myself? Do spiders usually live in, like, packs where you would see? I've, I don't think I've ever seen two spiders together in my life. Uh, you see a spider. Yeah. Along came a spider. You know, and, like, how are... Oh, wait, you know what? Because, okay, so cranberries, here's the deal with cranberries. Cranberries don't actually grow in a bog they grow in tight clusters on these tight vines that like cover the ground. Like it's just like thick, dense vegetation. Like you can't see the ground at all. Um, and you're not going to go and pick it by hand. Cause that's ridiculous. So what they do is they flood the, the bogs and then they go and they take rakes and tractors and then they shake all the vines and cranberries have a hole in the center. So they all float to the top. So now what I'm thinking is that in those vines is just a shit ton of spider webs. And then when the cranberries float up to the top, it's just all these wet spiders whose homes have been destroyed going up with the cranberries and the the spiders are like, what the fuck is happening? So Allison, that is honestly so interesting. I love when I come on the podcast and learn from you. It's yeah. like, but like that's literally, I've ne- I would have thought, I thought cranberries grew in bogs. Mm-hmm. Wow. No. Now, do you tell your friends about this podcast, about how it's about my wisdom, how I'm just, like, dispensing wisdom? <laughs> that's, no. that's what this podcast is. It's about the Mets and becoming a little bit more wise about spiders. Have, have we become life. more wise about the Mets in the last two weeks? Because that's, like, we had that we had that show two weeks ago. It was just me and Addie, and, like, they came back, and it felt like everything was settled, and, like, back to being the Mets are on track and and then um uh, they lost the division but then the last three days they close out the regular season and I'll tell you what I felt amazing this morning this is t- today's Wednesday as we record this is, Mets just finished their last game uh they won 101 games this year they won 101 games this year they sure did um but like this morning I I commuted to Grand Central because we did like a little uh, group trip on Metro North, um, and the Forty Second Street Grand Central Seven Train Station, like the passageway up to the four and then up to Grand Central, just covered the whole walls. It's like all pictures of the Mets, and the slogan that they came up with for this campaign is just "These Mets" in big block letters. Which, yeah, these Mets, I like it. Yeah. I, Jesse, I didn't realize where that was when you tweeted those pictures. Yeah. I thought that that was 
like outside where you walk into the field and it's so fun to me that oh no that's, that's right a subway station oh i love and it's a subway station transferring between the yankee train and the met train nice are there any which is Yankees? interesting there there sure are not um aaron judge that's is right. everywhere in that's this city fucking right um Let's let's devote uh, one second to this, um, Aaron Judge in '62 and all of the. Uh, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him too. I'm happy. Good for him. He he hit the most home runs that a Yankee has ever hit. Um, lots of people. It's a legitimate breaking of Maris's record. Let's call it what it is. I was like, again, Jesse, we're the same age. We both went through the the home run derby and the steroids, and it felt gross. And it, everybody knew exactly what was happening, and nobody felt good about it. And yet, this is something you feel good about. Sure, you like. Can... Wait, were you like when McGuire like when McGuire hit that that uh, sixty second home run? And did you really care? Were we like, oh, this yes. is a beautiful thing? I didn't. Very I much thought so. It was disgusting. The man was that man was like. <laughs> inflated it was disgusting and you could see exactly what the fuck he was doing and then you look at like maris who was like these this skinny little kid and i know the the steroid era really fucking ruined my relationship with baseball like i really love that game and um so seeing this happen it's it's good it's like this is a good it's a good well-earned record I'm, i'm happy for it and he's very tall and i i appreciate that about him i appreciate a very tall man he is enormous. Yes. He's he's the same size as like my ex-husband. And I uh don't notice like anything that's six six and under, I don't think is large, but six seven I think is gigantic. Like not even just tall. I think it goes re- immediately from like kind of normal to holy shit, you're a giant. That's six seven, and that's how tall Aaron judges. So I just have to get it on my I fucking hate the Yankees soapbox because it would not be anything if I didn't. Please do. And I just the look like I a I just fucking hate the Yankees, dude. And like I think Aaron Judge is like fun in some way. Um, he's huge. He hits a lot of home runs. If he became a Met, I would be probably super into it. But he's a Yankee, and yeah. overall. I think this is all fucking overblown and stupid because, yeah, like, I get it that it's, it's A, it's the AL record, which I think is funny, and B, like, it's just not the record. It's not the home run record. It's not the home run record. Like, it doesn't matter to me that much. Look, like, I'm a child. I didn't live through the steroid era as a fan. But it doesn't make any sense to me that, like, as a baseball world, we just act like it didn't happen. Like, it makes me feel crazy. And we can say that, like, we don't think that they're legitimate or that, like, we don't think that, like, you know, whatever. But, like, they did they did happen. And I feel like it's, like, actually just, like, bad journalism. And I've seen it a lot of people calling it, the, the real record. It's not. That's all. Yeah, I hate like, the Yankees. You had a couple of years where everybody was like a, a, a man human, like a man and robot hybrid or something. But uh, that's, that's the thing that. though. But uh, that's the thing with that era. 
Everyone was. The pitchers were too. The other hitters were. And those guys were still jerking balls out of the park. It was all shitty, but it doesn't balance it out. It's not like, you know, it doesn't balance it it out or make it right, but it doesn't make it any less real. And it's, it's a disingenuous, like dual reality that a lot of commentators are trying to live in where they're saying like, the AL record. Like, we all know what you mean when you say the AL yeah. record. Right, like, exactly. Yeah. It's so like, we live in an era of interleague play. We can just say it's the first time in, you know, 18 years or whatever that somebody's hit 60. It's been a while. Uh-huh. Like, there's a lot of ways to, to talk about it without being like, without having to revisit that and without having to, like, go through this nonsense where... Most of the people who are complaining the loudest, at least among like baseball writers and media, are like long tenured voices who like fucking Tom Ferducci. What was he doing during the steroid era? That's right. Covering baseball. You know, making making his living off of chronicling the feats of these man robots. So I don't I don't want to hear from him now about the real record. Like when you were, maybe it's particular to our age because we saw, particularly um, fucking Bonds before the steroid era. Like we're not talking about a guy who was like, like already like Aaron Judge and then like got bigger or bulkier. We are talking like Barry Bonds he was, was awesome. like, like he was. He was great as it was. Yeah. He was stick thin. He had like speed. He was not somebody who put on muscle. He was very lean and very live. And then suddenly it was like, it it looked like a sideshow kind of like carnival sort of freakishness, like him growing like that. It wasn't even believable, like a cartoon. Yeah. So it wasn't even like, oh, you know, we felt like, you know, like with Lance Armstrong, it's like, oh, we didn't know he was on drugs or doping. It was like a scandalous. Yeah, like, he's a fucking professional cyclist. Like you are genetically engineered clowns. But with Bonds, like that's that's the other interesting part of it with Bonds is that he was that great and par- a big part of his story and his motivation for juicing up, you know, not that he'll ever admit it. Maybe he will someday. I don't know. Um, was like seeing all the attention that Maguire and Sosa were getting for just hitting home runs. And he's like, fuck this. I'm the MVP every year. I'm the best yeah. player in the game, but uh-huh. nobody gives a fuck. So yep. let me go out and do this. And it was amazing. And honestly, I would watch that again. That was super fun. He hit balls into outer fucking space. Okay, I have to say, just on that topic, like, uh, okay, my boyfriend and I watch a lot of ESPN lately. I don't really know why it's happening, but we a lot of ESPN to the point that we've been watching like first take random oh god like we like just like and we like talk back to, for, for, to first take about how stupid it is except for we're watching first take um so I say that to say also okay also ESPN has you know La Liga football the Mets have been on ESPN that we've had some reason um at any rate they've been cutting in to judges at bats for like three and a half fucking weeks. Like this is the like most attention Yes Network has gotten in like 10 million years. Yep. And it has been so unbelievably funny to me because for a full two weeks, 
I saw like every single Aaron Judge at bat cut into on ESPN, and every time he struck out or walked. <laughs> And I laughed so hard every time to the point that I'll say it. I was actively cheering against him breaking the AL record because that would have been so funny to me. That would have been so funny to me. Like if he had gone the last two weeks and not hit a single one. Yes. Yeah. And he got kind of like close. When they cut to the mom. I just love that. When they cut to the mom and just, she's adorable. And, you know, I'm a mom. I get it. Yeah. Like, everybody's cheering Aaron Judge, but to her, she's like, that's that's my baby. That's my baby out there playing baseball, you know? And I don't know. I just love her. I hope she's not a bitch. Okay. You know what? That's But, but talking about that, that's what is bothersome about the whole thing. Roger Maris Jr. doesn't need to be on a fucking tour. He doesn't. But Roger Maris Jr. could also say, I'm not coming. I'm staying home. Yeah. They didn't kidnap him. Well, are you going to turn down like free travel and first class tickets? Yeah, and- if you don't, if he doesn't want to do that, yes, Roger Maris could say stay he home. Sells, Roger Maris sells a whole line of sixty-one branded hunting gear. He's been like his entire thing has been like making money off of his dad. Yep. So I mean, so that's- again, I don't care. I, like I don't, you know, if anything, he's sitting there like realizing like the gravy train's about yeah. to. Yeah. I have no one's impressed by old dad anymore. No, I think he's you know? he's getting his last run. That made the whole thing kind of gross. Uh yeah, yeah. We just kind of ruined this for everyone, didn't we? Oh, it's it's yeah, been I just feel ruined. bad about baseball now. Oh, Speaking of which, the Mets. Been, oh God. Okay, look. I want to just. I just want to say this all. Okay. I feel great about the Mets. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I'm yeah. To be honest, I was at a wedding over the weekend, so I didn't watch like any of the Atlanta games in full. I saw bits and pieces. It was great for my mental health to not watch it <laughs> and not be looking at Twitter. And I came back. I was still obviously very bothered and upset by all of this because it's bothersome and upsetting. And for them to be in first place for as long as they were and to lose it at the very last second in the most annoying way possible, it's undeniably painful. That said, the Mets won 101 games this year. Mm-hmm. Jeff McNeil just won the batting title by absolute thing. Yeah. Huge year for Jeff. Couldn't be sexier. Literally, my gets king. A, gets a car from Francisco Lindor. Gets for a the... car from Francisco Lindor. I mean, mm-hmm. when they cut to him in the dugout, speaking of cutaways that really make you smile, when they cut to him in the dugout after Freddie Freeman flew out and he was just smiling, he knew, I'm so proud of him. The news is out. Max Scherzer is starting game one of the wild card series. I actually feel great about that decision. I trust in Buck and I will be there with Jesse. Mm-hmm. It's going to be huge. I'm going to cry. I can't wait. And I feel great about the Mets. That's where I'm at. Oh, Allison, you look so worried for her. <laughs> not worried. I just, you know, like, it's like, I'm enjoying it. You know, you enjoy it while it lasts. You enjoy those little, little glows of, you know, 
before, like, it just all goes into the off-season and you just get to talk about, like, how it all went wrong, you know? It's like, it's beautiful right now. I'm not going to steal that from her. I'm not stealing that from anybody. That's the thing I, I just love about Met fans is, like, you don't believe any of it that is happening, ever. You know? And then even at the, like, you know, even in the World Series, you're like, they're going to blow it. And then they do. And then you're like, okay, but you're still happy. Because, like, no matter where you end up, you're just kind of happy. You're happy you got that far. It's like, oh, hey, look at this. Like, we didn't fuck it up that bad. And then when they do fuck it up, it's be like, see, I told you so. I was right. So you win either way. Yeah, and I always say there's there's two modes of the Mets. There's the fucking Mets, man. And the fucking Mets, man! Yep, yep. That's the Mets. Yeah. So oh, fri- love those bastards. Friday night, we get to, at least when we show up, get the fucking Mets, man! We get to see them run out on the field and do their introductions and all that stuff. Um, then when the game starts, uh, it'd be torn up from the inside because I have not been to a playoff game as anything but like doing work in a long time, um, just in general. And for the Mets, I, I was talking to Addy about this today. I think I think the last time I went to a playoff game um, for the Mets as a fan was in 06 with my dad watching him play the Dodgers in that game where two Dodgers got tagged out at home plate, and that was freaking awesome. I love that game. Well, you know, Allison, I don't disagree with you. Like, like I want the Mets to win the world. I want the Mets to win the World Series, mm-hmm. and I think that they can. Like, I think it's possible. They're a good team, and like they have this like weird magic to them. But like, they at least get to play two games in the playoffs, and the feeling of playoff baseball is like the peak of the game obviously like it's like everything about it is turned up to 20 and every pitch matters and you like live and die with every you know every moment i'm so excited and we get to see the mets play in two games like that and yeah that's awesome it's just fun to be there like it doesn't matter like fun to be there enjoy it for what it is it's october fucking baseball october fucking baseball is a beautiful thing i am totally serious about moment before game one starts where it's just like this could all we're here this is real they just need to win now it's two plus three plus four plus four so they they need to win 13 games and they can do this like the Mets can win 13 games yeah and here's the thing like it is so it's like such a little treat to live in that moment when it could all still happen. And I was thinking thinking today, like, it's the last game of the season. And, like, it hit me, like, oh, my God, there's no more SNY. And that was the moment that I also realized, like, yeah, because, like, I I, I didn't even realize it because, like, I know there's more baseball. Like, the Mets have more baseball to play. And I remember the feeling of, like, the last day of the season for the recent years past where you're just like, well, I'm going to miss Gary Keith and Ron. <laughs> See everybody in March. Yeah. I mean, like, was it two, three years ago that like the season ended on the Dom Smith walk-off Homer? Yes. And, that was beautiful. Like, it was just, it was so beautiful, but it was also like, 
Yeah. And now it's over. Mm-hmm. That's the end of the Mets season. Yeah. Most, you, you, if you're a good team, usually your last game of the season is a loss. Like that is, you know, there's, um, there's 12 teams in the playoffs this year. 11 of them are going to go into the winter off of a loss. And, you know, that's, that's what Britt wrote about in the newsletter today. And I think, you know, what, what we've all been over in the last couple of weeks is the Mets are a really good team and they do seem like magic and they do seem, certainly they are these Mets. They are not those Mets. Um, but there's 12 teams that all just went through six months and all have their own stories and all feel some level of magic about it. I mean, the Yankees have a guy who hit 62 home runs. They have their team's single season strikeout leader now. Um, you know, Garrett Cole broke a team record that's been around since the 70s. Um, the, the Dodgers won 111 or, or 100, how, if, however many they finished with. I think they finished with 111. They won today or they lost today. It was 111 when I looked at the standings. Like, Everybody who's there comes in thinking the Astros are going to be like, yeah, this is Dusty Baker's time. And Justin Verlander just came back to like play the fucking hero through October. Um, You can go on and on and on down the list. And maybe it's the Mets who, who wind up doing it. They have a good chance at it. They obviously have Scherzer and DeGrom and that's really, really tough to beat that good kind of pitching in the playoffs, especially when, you know, it's backed up by, uh, Bassett and Walker and Carrasco, you know, all seem to get it together over the last couple of days. Um, but yeah, 11 of the 12 teams are going to go home unhappy, woefully unhappy. And that's how it's been for the Mets for 30 years. So, you know, we're kind of used to it and it, it doesn't, um, but they all, they all, I, I, I've lost my train of thought a bit on this, but it's all, it's all there for them. But it's also like, not like the Yankees, I think where, although there will be people pissed off if they don't win. Like people, people were calling them disgraceful and embarrassing for losing the three games in Atlanta. Like, but like the feeling if the Mets don't win the world series this year is very different than the feeling if another team does, because this can still be seen as like the turnaround and the start of a different era of, of Mets baseball. And you, you end up today with Francisco Lindor, not only like giving Jeff McNeil a, a car because he won the batting title, um, but their hug on the field after, yes. after last year where they were rat raccoon, like it, the the turnaround in what the Mets are is yeah. remarkable. You get to grow like you you know they're they're boys. Mm-hmm. So many of them are just boys, and they're just learning to be people, just like you and me. And you know, they're a team, and they they're there for each other, and they drive each other crazy like brothers. But at the end of the day, they got each other's backs. It's just it's such a beautiful thing to watch. And here it is, October. Let's see these these scrappy little ragamuffins see how far they can get. And I have to say, there is nothing that like powers up Mets fans like being like <laughs> the underdog. Like we aren't believed in. <laughs> like 
we can do. And I think that like, I don't know, maybe there's something to it for the team. Like maybe there's something to like, okay, like now everyone thinks we're stupid because we like gave up the division after holding on to it for all this time. Like, fuck you. Like, look at what we can do. I I think, and you know, I don't know how much of the last two days was playing the Washington nationals who were hot garbage. Um, But like, it really did seem like there was a weight lifted of that. They were all burdened by like of trying not to blow the division and they did. And it turned out. Okay. So now you have to go play the San Diego Padres for two or three games. Like, you're still going to have to beat Atlanta and going to have to beat LA in some order in the playoffs. Most likely if you don't, you'll probably have to beat St. Louis. Like the hard road is still there. And if, if they got some kind of mental release from being out from under the, we had a 10 game lead and wound up tied, you know, at the end, they lost the tiebreaker because they lost all three games in Atlanta, but they both wound up with 101 wins. Yeah. I think it it's really hard to judge anything going into a playoffs because, you know, it's it is it is that thing where it's all of these good teams and you know, all you can look at is well, the Mets played well against good teams and they seem like they got their heads on straight after what could have been really calamitous. Um, I don't know how you go into the playoffs as, as a Met fan feeling anything, but like, all right, they, they, if, if they had really like fallen apart, they would have come home and just played like zombies against the nationals. We've seen them play like zombies um, before in various situations. So they didn't, I don't know. I'm yeah. I got a good, a very good vibe from the game today. Those big home runs. They were a beautiful sight to see. And I think it's good for them to have just like a big success. Have a great day. Have a day off. And then just play some more. Like just keep playing baseball. Yeah. One of those home runs today by Mark Canna. And, and we can get to the end of, of tonight's show and our regular season with this. Mark Canna today, of course, at the end of the glorious Mark Canna summer, uh, hits a three-run homer. But on his on his Instagram uh, this this morning, posted a, a little reel of some custom Rouse homemade uh, tomato sauces that they sent him that said, like, Mark on the label and let's go Mets. And what I'm wondering is um, if you had like, you know, if a company was going to send you a box of food, what, what food would, you know, let's figure out, you know, who's, who should send us free stuff? Okay. Can I just say, this is not exactly the same, but it's something I'm very proud of. Mm-hmm. There was a time in my life where I was extremely into Haribo Star Mix. And I'm a I'm a major candy person. I still love Haribo Star Mix, but I'm I'm in a little bit of different candy territory at this time. So at the moment, I was deeply into Haribo Star Mix. I got a package, and it didn't have any of the Twin Snakes, which are the best Haribo gummies. 
and in the star mix. So I wrote to Haribo, I went on their website and I was like, Haribo, like, this is like so upsetting to me. Like I am a major customer and I really, you know, believe that you have this high standard and it was not set in the package of star mix that I got at 7-Eleven by my house. <laughs> and then I like so I like write this whole letter and I go to hit send and they're like and they're like letter they're like you know comments cannot be more than 200 characters <laughs> I go back and rewrite it and be like Haribo I got star mix no twin snakes heartbroken <laughs> so I forget about this obviously I do that in like you know a certain state of mind you might imagine I forget that I do this and probably I don't know two weeks later I get this envelope in the mail like hand addressed to me and inside is just like four coupons for um like $3.99 off star mix which is what star mix costs it's a free package from Star Mix. And I took it to 7-Eleven. It worked. They gave me a free Star Mix. So that's one of my proudest stories. And that's probably, you know, I would probably still choose some type of candy to be personalized and sent to me. That's good. That's good. How, when you got the free Star Mix, what was the Twin Snake content? Um, I don't remember. I just remember there being like I don't remember if it was varied, but there was definitely there was definitely twin snakes. There was some okay. twin snakes. Yeah, I'm really into mambas lately. Do you guys ever have mambas? Love mambas better than Starburst. I absolutely agree, Jesse. I could not agree more. I would love like a mega pack of mambas that was like that like said my name on it. Can you guys hear the kids screaming behind nope. me? That's great because I could hear them. Fucking kids, man. Remember when I only had two kids? I do. We started this podcast, I had two kids, and now I have five kids. Did I bring that up yet? Yeah. What did you... Wow, well, guys. You know, I, think, I think that's one thing, is that, um, you know, Buck Walter has 26 kids. <laughs> Although some of some yes. of them are men, clearly. Um, yeah. Some of them, Max Scherzer, are men. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess that's it for me because we've been on for a while and I'm exhausted and I got to go yell at some people. What food product would you want with your name on it though? Yeah. But with my name on it? I've had a couple of things with my names on it before. That's right. You're, you're a fancy. Mm. Yeah. Um, God, I don't know. Ice cream, maybe? I, I eat a lot of pudding. Pudding's my favorite food. So I would take, like, cozy shack rice pudding, probably. I want an endorsement with cozy shack rice pudding. Would you sit in a tub of pudding? Absolutely, I would. If you want to make that happen, you think I wouldn't do that? I would do it in a second. I think you absolutely would, and I think that's a great opportunity for us. So, cozy shack, get in touch. Uh, we will get Allison into a tub full of pudding. It will be great publicity for you and us and great enjoyment for everybody involved, especially Allison. Everybody. will be in a tub of pudding. Um, Fucking the dream, dude. You think I won't do it? No. I will do... I, I think... Not only no, do I, I think you will do it, I, I think know you that will you love will it. do it. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I, I do it. I'm that for a second. Yes. All right. Good night, Will. It's fun. All right. Good night. See you next time in a vat full of pudding. <laughs>